1: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo! You In the have you. You the you.
0: you talk! Give me two! Welcome to the Palazzo Podcast, I'm Michael Govier, that's Christopher Deary, this is the main show, the big show, the show of shows when it comes to the Palazzo Podcast. It's Friday, we got one week of the books, we've done it. One week of MLB action is complete. Everybody give yourselves a pat on the back. How did, How did we do here? Well, we're going to talk about that today. We'll talk about what we've seen over the first week and what's going to happen next week and it's just that simple. We want to know, where the hell are we? What the hell's going on, Deary? Where are we? <laughs>
2: baseball season has started i'm so ecstatic unfortunately i haven't been able to watch too much baseball outside of the first couple days but uh it's so great to have baseball back fantasy baseball these new rules are absolutely wild we'll talk about that a little bit i love it but baseball is here the weather's getting a little warmer outside and it's our season buddy
0: damn right it is this is an exciting time to be alive and i hope all of you guys are having the best time ever with your baseball teams if baseball's here it's great to hear it.
3: Way back might be out of here! Hey! Hey! hey, hey. He did <laughs> it again. The game is tied! Holy
0: cow! Oh, that's intense. See, that's what baseball's all about. That's a lot of fun, right?
2: What was that from? Is that like uh, the 84 Cubs?
0: That was probably just another Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field in 1986 or something. I'm sure that every Friday. Harry Carey was getting blitzed with his Budweiser and his buddies, and they were just having a good time. You know, baseball was very simple. You don't win, but you just enjoy the game. That was the true spirit of the game. i got to give him credit for that.
2: I miss afternoon baseball at Wrigley when, like, 90% of the games were afternoon. It was great growing up and be like, all right, put on
3: WGN and watch some Cubbies. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him out.
0: That's right. There's Ernie. That's our guy. So, yeah, we love to hear the sounds. By the way. Have you heard Cameron Maben with Dan Dickerson on the new uh, broadcast here
2: locally in Detroit radio? I need to tune into the radio broadcast because I am basically just muting the TV broadcast because God, it is awful. I think Shep oh. is already done with Craig Monroe. It is just, it's, it's awful. I was watching, I was actually watching a Marlins game the other day, and Rod Allen was on the color, and I was like, I actually miss Rod Allen. He wasn't oh. great in the Tigers booth, but. God, I miss him. Uh, I heard Cameron a little bit on TV in spring training. I've seen him in the uh, studio, and he's top-notch. I'd like to see him on the TV call.
0: Hell, yeah. He has a very – how do I put this? It's it's a high-pitched voice. It's not the voice I would expect from him. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if people are going to get annoyed by it. I hope they don't because I was just so surprised yesterday when I – oh, it was two (laughs) days ago. I was listening to the afternoon game – when the Tigers lost to the Astros, Christian Javier threw a gem. Tigers got roasted, as they should, by the Astros, although they did win twice against the Astros. They took
2: the series, folks. I thought they were going to start 0-6 before the Tigers opening day, but somehow they took the first two. I know. Shocking.
0: It was shocking. shocking it looked so bad to start the season after Jeffrey Springs was no-hitting. and I mean, it's two really tough teams right out the gate. they Rays raising the Astros. They couldn't have been any more cruel or is that a word? Crueler? I mean, a donut is a crueller.
2: Crueler. Those are crueler. good donuts too, man. Like oh
0: those. man, yeah. Have you ever had the Tim Hortons honey crueller? That thing's pretty good. I gotta say, good. It's good. Yeah, um, donuts are good. I think the worst donut I ever had
2: was still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he can fuck up a donut.
0: But yeah, Cameron Mabin's here. He doesn't. He's only 20 or 36 years old. It's not even that old. No, he no. could still kind of be playing if there was a spot for him. But I think he's made a decision to, this is my life now. I want to do this. And he was with the Yankees for a bit doing their broadcasts. And now he's here in Detroit. And I hope it sticks because Jim Price, I mean, it's no, I don't hate Jim Price, but those of you that don't know, Jim Price was the long time. He was a former Tiger. He was a, basically a bench player, backup catcher for like the, backup 60s. Catch. the 68
2: team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he really came in and just took over for 30 years here. Easy. He was, he was on passports to start, which was like the local pay-per-view before you could ever watch things on Fox sports Detroit or whatever the hell they call it now. And I don't even know. Can you watch Tigers games locally? I don't, I just listen and I just watch box scores. So I don't even know what the hell's going on with that team on television. Cause my, our friend Luke asked me, Last week he's like, "Hey, how can I watch the Tigers on TV?" I'm like, "Oh, is it that bad?"
2: Is <laughs> no, it over? I mean, it's, we have normal cable, so we can watch it on Bally's, but we're actually getting ready to cut the cord, and we need to figure out how the hell we're going to be able to watch the Tigers. But I guess I can just listen, especially if David's. Yeah.
0: I agree, and it comes with if you have MLB TV, you can get the radio calls too. If you ever want to listen to those when you're on the go, it's just a bonus to that. But I really think two weeks in and if people don't know how to watch the tires that's already a really bad sign and this has to do with Bally sports and how they went out of they're going bankrupt they couldn't make their payments yeah. you know and everything has to change with how the regional sport networks are covering local teams in baseball and i don't know how it's going to play out here but i assume as you said you watch matt shepherd on the air so it does exist so luke's probably just a moron he's our friend but
2: you know he's a moron work. i love yeah. him but he's a moron <laughs>
0: He's gonna. I hope he hears
2: this. You he get so pissed. Yeah. I'm gonna hear about this Yo, for the actually,
0: next
2: two weeks. you motherfucker.
0: Two weeks. Oh yeah, we do love you, Luke. Anyways, so let's uh let's get into the action here. Let's have a little business time here. You guys' new background. Look at that. Look at that sweet background. A, there's a lot of room to dance in there too. I wonder if there'll be dances hosted in there. And come to the team dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl, well, look, it's real simple. Love, Season's underway. The Palazzo Pazzo. The, the Palazzo Pazzo. <laughs> Plazzo Pazzo. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. I can't talk today. That's putting it mildly. Eh? Palazzo Podcast. Discord when is totally free. And, boy, those guys are just talking all night long. I'm in there, too. Uh, Deary's never really there. He's there in spirit, though. No, you can't. You've already made it very clear. It's just too many notifications, too much talking. I understand. But those of you that want to get updates, you want to talk about your trades, you want to get instant feedback on player ads and drops, that's what we're doing in there. It's just a lot of people know what they're doing. We got about 200 people in there, and all of them seem to know a thing or two about fantasy baseball. So for free... Sign up for the Palazzo Podcast Discord. You can find the link at the top of our Twitter feed, 2Ls2Zs. Two two talk. That's the easiest way to find Here it. me too. And I'm sure you can just search Palazzo Podcast Discord and you'll find it. Because you guys aren't morons. You know how to use the internet. You know how to use apps. You know how to use the Google Play Store or the App Store. You're not morons. You people are the future. Whoa. So, check out the Palazzo Podcast Discord. And uh, we've got the Patreon rolling. Uh, I, I haven't charged anybody in months for those that have been longtime members. But I've really started... Pump out the content, doing daily streamers. I updated the top 533 head to head cats rankings, dearie. Top 533. Takes a lot of work to do rankings.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. I usually get to about 300, and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's
0: time consuming because. I don't want to put it out there where there's a guy that's way out of sync. Or maybe I missed a guy altogether because I make my rankings from scratch. I don't download a database anywhere. I just like, okay, I got to think of every player who's relevant in the top 600. And then I double check all the rosters and triple check. It's a lot of of work. So if you want to get those rankings, I don't care about rankings. But you people seem to do. So please, those are available. It's three bucks on the Plaza Patreon for newcomers. My OG people, it's free. And uh, Grubu with Govier, ftmfantasy.com. free article every Wednesday. This past week, I wrote about initial thoughts on Opening Day, what we saw. Uh, Johan Mancada's back. I wrote, I put the blurb in there. He's officially back, dearie. I'm calling it 2023 MVP season. It's happening. Well, I didn't say that. I mean, <laughs> wow. He's your guy. He's a Govier guy, man. Well, he's Mankata. back though. He's he's not terrible. Oh, right off the bat means he's back. That's how my logic Double, works. Six games in, he's he's set. So, whole thing. so I basically I go around the league, see what's going on. I talk about strategy, I talk about player blurbs. It's a useful round up as they call it, a baseball roundup. And it's fun. So check out Groove Govier totally free. You don't even have to sign up for FTN Fantasy at FTNFantasy.com. But if you do, then you get access to Vlad Sedler's Fab Whisperer, which is the standard column for anybody who has a Fab League. You gotta have access to Vlad's piece. It's worth paying the subscription, which you get 20% off. Use promo code MJGovier. Sign up at FDMFantasy.com, but at the very least, read my free article. Every Wednesday it comes out. It's good. Uh, Anything else, dearie? Is there anything you want to share?
2: anything i want to share no i mean i'm just excited for baseball to be back i'm excited to get this show rolling now that we're in season there's no more prediction time now we can give some thoughts into what is happening and predict a little bit what's going to happen over the next few weeks and few months here hell
0: yes i like it i love it i want some more of it that is what this is all about this is why we do the show get to talk in season baseball there's nothing quite like it the predictions the run-up to the season is always a lot of fun no doubt about it but man we get to talk about what's going on on the field and as far as other business, uh, I guess that's it. I did do a couple of shows recently. Shout out to my guy, Mr. Britton Harris. Britton Harris? No. What's his name? Britton, what's your name? How could I be spacing out your name right now? <laughs> Britton Allen. Oh, my God. I was on Britton Allen's show. It's called It's Gone. I did that show last week. Please check out Britton. He has such a beautiful. I think it's like a. It is a Tennessee twang. It's not. A Georgia twang, but it's a real sweet voice. It's not quite Chris Clegg, but we're not in the business of comparing. I mean, this is fantasy baseball. We're not comparing No, we,
2: we would never do that. Never no. compare another human being or no. their statistics or their attributes or their language.
0: Never. We wouldn't do so. We would never take advantage of people and compare them and make them feel less than But just know that Britton Allen is an awesome dude. Check out his show, It's Gone. Please follow it. It's a podcast. And I did Beat the Shift with Ariel Cohen and Ruvain his uh, partner in crime over there. And that was a lot of fun. First time I got to do beat the shift. That's a FanGraphs rotographs podcast. So that was cool. And thank you, Ariel and Reveen for having me on. I love talking to those guys. They're all straight business, but they do have fun too. They know how to have a laugh. So I think it was a good episode. Check out beat the shift. And that is the business time. All right, well, let's do it. Dearie. It's time to get into what we always call on this show for almost four years now. Leading off. Okay, leading off today, it's real simple. It's opening week, so what stood out to you? This is the catch of the day. We always do our hey. Let's see what stands out to us. What has really caught our eye in the first week, or just whatever week it is, we do that.
3: Our first catch of the day.
0: So this week, dearie, seven days in Major League Baseball season twenty twenty three. What has stood out to you? What is the catch of the day for you, my friend?
2: I think it's early season freakouts maybe people are already putting Corbin Burns into the trash or you know a guy like who had a very bad first start Zach Wheeler didn't look great in his first start pump the brakes on everything because we are one to two starts in um so people are already doing their victory laps and one of them is in the screen right next to me about Corbin Burns because Mike was out on Corbin Burns at the start of the season he's kind of falling apart early um but I think One thing that I was really a proponent of at the start of the season was wait on pitching, wait on pitching. There are guys like a Pablo Lopez who has looked really good through two starts. Jesus Lazardo who has looked really good through a couple starts. Kodai Senga, rough first inning and then got it together. That forkball looked amazing. I really loved at the start of the season this kind of mid-tier guys from like ADP 120 to 180. I thought there was so much value in those guys that could be top five, top seven pitchers. And a lot of those guys are looking good early. Don't get overly enthused about these guys because obviously it's baseball and it's going to take many, many weeks before we can really put some worth into some of these you know, actions that we've seen so far out on the field. And you know those guys early on that we liked a lot. Those Corbin Burns, those Manoas, those Wheelers, it's only been one or two starts, so give it some time. Don't freak out yet, but there could be some value if you try to trade a guy or trade for a guy like that. So uh, that's just one of probably the three things that I'm really, really excited about and excited to talk about as we get through this first week.
0: Wow. Mr. Dynamite! Mr. Dynamite, dearie, dropping it like it's hot. You really took advantage of pitchers later on, huh?
2: Yeah, that, that, I mean, that was my thing. I was like, I got to go hitters, hitters, hitters in almost all of my leagues. I think one league, which I believe it was Glarf, I took Corbin Burns early. But every other place, I was waiting seventh, eighth round for my first pitching because I just thought there was just so much value there late. And sure, there are some studs early on, but I just love the bats that were around, you know, from pick 12 you know, to like 80 or 90. And, you know, some of these guys we can talk about. Guy like Glyber Torres. Jesus Christ, five stolen bases. Glyber Torres looks absolutely fantastic to start the season. This is the Glyber Torres we've been waiting to see with those stolen bases. And a lot of it is because of those new rule changes.
3: Damn
0: it. Yeah, I wish I Glyber Torres. I don't have any. I have none. And it really busts my buttons because he's going to have a great year. I can see it. It just already feels that way. I'm not overreacting. I probably am. I don't care. I know Gleber is going to kick some serious butt this year. And you know, it just makes me sad inside because I have no shares whatsoever. I, I loved him last year. And for some reason, I just didn't get it on this year. What the hell? Oh, Jeff Whiteley's here. Josh Lowe, ready to roll in 2023. You, Hey, Jeff, you talked about Josh Lowe for a year and a half. Easy. <laughs> it's time. It's Joshua Lowe now. So please adjust. He's no longer Josh Lowe. We need to make that correction. Joshua Lowe. Of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Nope, the Tampa Bay Rays. Sorry. Make sure, Jeff, that you tell everybody how fired up you were
3: for Joshua Lowe. <laughs>
0: because he's here, dearie. Joshua Lowe, I'm all in. I I like what I'm seeing. He's, he's not whiffing like a maniac to start the year. Sure, he'll cool off. But... I think he's made some adjustments that are meaningful and permanent, and he's going to have a real solid year. I thought Manny Margot was going to bust out this year. So far, it doesn't look like that. It looks like Joshua Lowe's the guy. And, hell, even Luke Rayley, another guy on the team, is cranking dongs. I'm not buying the Rayleigh dongs, but I, Joshua Lowe, the breakout is here. But real quick, back to Cor- Corbin Burns, what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been, Bye, Felicia. I've been harsh on him in his first two starts. I've been vocal about it on Twitter because someone I know that I trust told me some stuff and that's so vague it's it means nothing to anyone i understand that but he'll probably end up being fine and have a really good season he, he could have a couple bad starts to start the year it happens but it could get worse it could not get better if what i was told by a friend of mine who i trust is true now it wasn't like hey he's blatantly injured nobody said anything like that that's hearsay it just said that uh he might have some issues that are not conducive to him performing at the high level he is become accustomed to that's all so that's my corbin burns thing but he'll yeah I mean just, get just it right three, and be
2: fine just three strikeouts in each of his two starts the good news is the brewers are off to a nice start they're off to a 5 and 1 start so you know they can give it some time and not freak out too much on on uh on, on corbin but yeah back to Josh Lowe and the rays i mean the rays are 6 and 0 and it's like you look at that lineup and it's like where are they getting it from but like they're so deep they're managed so well, not only with their pitching staff, but the way they construct a roster when you can have an Isak Paredes play, you know, four out of the seven days, he can come in and give you a, you know, a home run, you know, maybe steal you a base here and there with some of the other guys you got like a Luke Rayleigh, and, you know, Randy Orozarena was amazing in the WBC. That organization is just put together so, so well. And it was the one thing I was looking at when I watched the Tigers for through the first three games It's just like, man, I wish I was the Rays or I wish I was the Orioles or I wish I was the Rangers. At least those teams are fun. There's just no fun in the Tigers. At least these other teams are fun.
0: Yeah. Corbin Burns, man. I mean, if I, I don't mean to be cruel to a guy, so it's not like I hate the guy. I don't even know <laughs> Corbin Burns. I don't know shit about him other than that he might not have the best season. He could, and Garrett Cole was clearly the number one choice. after. I mean, he looks great, and Garrett Cole... Might win that Cy Young this year. He really looks locked in. It's very obvious, Deary, that the Spider tack is back. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Lock that one in. So I'm not an asshole. I'm just saying that you know. I mean, the guy probably uses Spider tack.
2: Yeah, well, that would make me a real asshole, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess it would. Do you uh, do okay. you have do you do you have any shares of Burns or Cole?
0: I have Garrett Cole in my home league, my head-to-head Cats 14 team league. I do. I've had him as a keeper now for at least three years. So I tried to get rid of him before the season started to add some draft picks before our draft in that home league, and nobody was taking him. So I I got stuck Mm. with him, and I'm happy. But I only have Burns in, I believe, a dynasty league. I have about four or five dynasty leagues, and Burns is in one of those. In fact, somebody offered me Logan Webb for Burns after his first start. For some reason, I turned it down. (laughs) I should have took it. I mean, I should have put my money where my mouth is. If I'm going to talk all this shit, I got to back it up with my actions. And I did not do that.
2: Well, and and, and this is why I asked, because the more shares you have of somebody, you are going to defend them more often than not, especially earlier in the season, compared to someone that you don't own at all and they're shit in the bed. And maybe you gave a little glimpse of what you thought them them possibly not being that great into the season. And then you're going to defend that all season. Because you don't have shares of that person. This is such something that is so common in fantasy baseball. You know, Govier's guys, Deary's dudes, this is what happens. You you become attached to people and you will defend them to the core. And you only own Corbin Burns in one league. I only own him in one league. The defense or the kick down the field, I don't want that guy anymore. All depends on, you know, how. Irrational. sometimes we can be in fantasy baseball, but sometimes you need to be objective. um, And that's how you become a winner in fantasy baseball. And I sometimes sort of wonder, well, what is it doing to me?
0: Yeah. What is drafting and rostering Corbin Burns really doing to us? I think we need to dissect that for the next two hours. Now look, Josh Lowe is going to have a great year. And Jeff wants to know, give me a sleeper ready to get called up soon. Well, it's putting us on the spot. That's a good one. Uh, (laughs) I mean, Grayson Rodriguez got called up. Francisco Alvarez got called up this week. Uh, I don't know. Ben Chase in our Discord, my fellow prospects partner here on the show that we do. (laughs) Shout out to Ben. Knows as much about prospects as anybody in the game. We also had on Joe Lowry yesterday. Joe was outstanding. Shout out to Joe. (laughs) Did a really great job. But the thing is, Francisco Alvarez might not be ready, according to Ben. And that's what Ben said on the Discord. Again, you could be there. It's totally free. Palazzo Podcast Discord. Two L's, two Z's. He said in the Discord the other day when Alvarez supposedly got called up for the Mets today, their home opener, that he should have been on the roster already, but he wasn't up to the challenge. And that's why they signed Omar Narvaez in the offseason, who just got hurt for the Mets, Mm -hmm. and now he's out. So that makes me a little wary about Francisco Alvarez. He's got a lot of power, but he also whiffs a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, oftentimes it, it, it's going to take an injury for a lot of these guys to come up. Generally we're going to have to wait two three months and see a little bit of, more of minor league baseball before something happens. Sure. Francisco Alvarez, big prospect, but to Ben's point, I mean, if they thought he was ready, they wouldn't have signed Alvarez. They would have, you know, had Alvarez up and ready to go and, yeah, the K's are certainly a concern. I mean, I think he was up for you know twenty, twenty-five plate appearances, um, you know, last year, and that K rate was was disgusting.
0: Oh, disgusting! Wow, that is so harsh. Wow,
2: oh my god. Have, have, have you looked? Have you looked what he's done at AAA so far?
0: Uh I mean, we're weekend. Has he been killing it?
2: <laughs> you got two home runs and a forty-two percent K rate. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It's it's, it's, it's 19 plate appearances, but still. <laughs> so it doesn't mean shit. That's putting it mildly. Eh? Correct.
0: Uh, a sleeper. Let's try to come up with a sleeper right now. Uh, so this would be <laughs> a minor leaguer who's going to get called up.
2: Hmm. I don't know. You do that prospect show every week. Throw out some names. Yeah. That, this is I not do that my prospect.
0: Expertise. You shoving it on me. Hey, you do that prospect show every week.
3: Wow, dude.
0: Yeah. Wow, dude. Look, um, in terms of the studs, we could get the call. I don't think L.A. De La Cruz is going to get called up anytime soon. Um, He's at AAA, right? So he would think to be close, but it seems like they want to hold him back and manipulate his contract in terms of how long they can keep L.A. De La Cruz of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, hmm, Who's close? Brandon Fott. I'd like to see Fott get the call soon, but I don't know. They've got a lot of pitching up in Arizona. They feel pretty content. I mean, Dre Jameson has become kind of the... De facto part-time closer, even if you will, he got a save, a two-inning save the other day against the Padres, which is promising for Dre Jameson, who is a starting pitcher, but he might be in that bullpen all season because Ryan Nelson is in the rotation. No. And then if that doesn't happen, if Ryan Nelson fails and they send him down, are they going to bring Fod into that situation? I'm not so sure of it. I, I can't I can't be crystal clear on that. I really can't. I would say uh, Brett Beatty's... Even though there was a tweet yesterday from somebody about, I saw it. It got shoved on my cell phone by several notifications. I didn't ask for this Twitter, but you shoved it in my face, anyways. Brett Beatty, who says he, there needs to be more defense played. He needs more reps on defense before Brett Beatty could get the call back up to the Mets. But I think that's a guy who's got to be very close to getting the call because the Mets need all hands on deck.
2: Yeah, the Mets aren't off to a good start, and I mean, if but you that's look not at a kind of sleeper though either. That's not a sleeper. I just cheated. That's not a sleeper. Brett Beatty. Yeah, he's very obvious. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a guy that a lot of people expected would possibly there you make go. The, the squad out of out of spring training. He also has right thumb inflammation apparently and just went for an MRI on uh oh on boy. Thursday I think, but he was off to a pretty hot start. I mean just looking at through like most of these prospects either they've already arrived or a lot of the top like 25 to 30 guys are in like single A or double A and um so it, I mean it's going to take some time to, for this to shake out. Like I said it's going to take injuries for a lot of guys to get pulled up.
0: Yeah. Look, Donovan's uh, happy to be here, by the way. Great to see you, Donovan. David brings up Matthew Liberator. His velocity is apparently up, and people are getting excited. But again, I don't know how much of a sleeper that is. Maybe it is. Sleeper definition is very complicated to me. Sound Money says Jordan Lawler of the Diamondbacks going off. He's a minor leaguer who's getting closer. He's got some – he was a first-round pick, right? So no one had David VR on their top 500 VRs <laughs> of last year. <laughs> top 500 vrs list yeah. did it come out already did i miss the top 500 vrs shit i gotta do top that got
2: 500 <laughs> top 500 <laughs> vrs of memorial day weekend on the road. that's right
0: coming to my patreon coming to the Plaza podcast patreon i'll be working on my top 500 vrs for memorial day no doubt about it Davey says matthew Liberator with his added VLO. yes that's right Davey. by the way guys Davey funnel does great work with injury stuff, follow Davey at sport nut underscore, sports nuts underscore 51. I can never remember your damn Twitter handle, Davey. It's something like that. It's sports with a Z underscore nut two T's 51 sports nut 51 Dave funnel. He works. If just go to Fantrax HQ, you'll find his work there. He's constantly up to date on all the injury stuff. It's a must follow. He's also in our discord. Just saying, I'm just can saying.
2: Ev- can everybody call him Davey or just do you?
0: Well, he's oh, yeah.
2: Is, oh, is he Dave now? No, he oh. was always Davey. It makes me think, like, when you're... Did anyone ever call you Mikey as a kid? <laughs> hey Mikey. Um, you always throw a mm-hmm. Y on the end.
0: You want to know something funny? Anyway. Uh, Dave, our friend Dave T. When we, <laughs> we used to get... We used to get... So, we went to Central Michigan together, and we I failed out after one year. It was a disaster. Uh, Dave stuck it out. He made it to year two with Luke, which is stunning. Good job, Dave. Round of applause for you. For it. I don't know how you shit dude you were right there with me fucking up but whenever we got high a lot together i mean we used to cook robitussin in the dorm (laughs) kitchenette make the whole floor stink so we were cooking the robitussin because we were drinking it to get high but we got sick of cooking that or drinking it so we just wanted to get the dxm that's the actual drug that gets you high in there so we we went on a website and we this is 1998 by the way 1998 internet lot Early less internet. reliable than it is now even, which is saying something because it's still pretty unreliable. And we found this what this recipe of how to separate <laughs> you poured the Robitussin into a giant Ziploc bag of ammonia. You waited for a half hour and then you cut a hole in the Ziploc bag and then the that that leaked out. But you wanted the bottom layer, not the top layer, because the other layer would kill you. And then you took that and you put it in another giant Ziploc bag of lighter fluid, and you let that separate for half hour. We were doing this in the dorm room. It must have stuck so bad—ammonia and lighter fluid in a dorm room. We're on the seventh floor. And then finally, you cut that bag, and you take that final layer, and you boil it in a pot with lemon juice, and you end up with one shot, essentially a shot. And that's what we did. <laughs> we used to, when we were high and all stupidly screwed up and out of our minds, Dave would do this thing. He go, "Hey, Mikey! Hey, Mikey!" <laughs> Imagine Dave doing that. Imagine him doing it. It was, oh, my God. Unreal. It's yep. still coming, so funny. Come,
2: come, coming up this Sunday after Breaking Bad, a new episode <laughs> of Dave, Davey and Mikey. Get the DXM <laughs> out of Robitussin. Oh,
0: my God. So it's dumb. Amazing. Children, if you're listening, do not do that. It was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. I failed out of college. My life was in shambles. I'm not proud of it. But when he called me Mikey, I think about it sometimes. and I even do it while I'm driving in the car. I'm like, hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. With like this psycho look in his eyes because he's so high. Oh, my God.
2: It's crazy. I've seen that look.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it so funny. If you guys knew Dave, trust me, you would be like,
2: what the fuck? That's- <laughs> Dave sleeps with his eyes open.
0: He does. He did that then. He did that when we were 18. It was so bizarre, man. It was like, what the hell? How does he is he sleep? He really is sleeping. Wow. His oh, eyes are man. Like half, half open. <laughs> uh we need a distraction there's a high
3: drive deep right center away, back might be out of here it's off the wall oh it's off the wall well what happened next harry shit
0: we didn't get a conclusion on that yeah. uh sound money says life serial comment was mike yeah mikey yeah i remember that i heard that a few times
2: mikey likes it
0: yeah that i heard that a few times in like 89 some people try to get upset make ruin my day uh he, oh, Michael Bush. He could Michael Bush of the Dodgers. Dodgers, right? He could okay. debut at Coors. You just want to get the Coors drop in. Coors. There you go. Thanks, Donovan. Uh, Dave says, "I'll always be a Davy at heart. Appreciate the love." Duh, Dave E. You're my Yay. man. You, we're buddies at Rota Fanatic. That really happened once. That was a long time ago. All right. Uh, gosh, any other sleepers in the minors? It's just a little tougher. For me to pull a rabbit out of my ass right now, I admit that freely because we just got started and there's so much that needs to unfold. I think we need a couple of weeks here to see who gets off to a hot start and maybe forces a franchise's hand to call them up. What do you think?
2: Yeah, and also, I mean... Uh- a lot of it has to do with the construction of your league and, and you know, do you have, you know, NA spots, minor league spots in, in your leagues? Like if you're in a dynasty where you've got like, you know, full minor league, most of these guys are already in, in your lineups. If you're in a fab league, you're probably not pushing yet for guys that aren't up aren't up yet. Um, because mo- most of these guys that are injured short DL stints and, you know, they're, they're filling it in with some other guys and some veterans that they're bringing up from AAA. So, uh, certainly I, I, generally wait about a month before I actually even start looking at minor league numbers and seeing, you know, the track of guys that start coming up because for years, that's kind of been the thing you get through March and April and then some of the studs start coming up, but so many of the studs are already here. You have failed.
0: No, we haven't. Sorry. I know that that was a really good question you asked, Jeff. You may have felt we let you down here, but we tried our best, okay? And not everybody's going to be a winner. You know what I mean? There are marvelous improvements in our lives that are waiting for us, and some players are going to bust out and make a difference in our lives. it's just not happening quite yet. I can tell you that it is just such a marvelous advance over our old way of life, and it is just great.
2: It's true. Good point. Wallace. In about in about twenty years, you'll be able to press a button. You're, it'll be like a fantasy button on your head, and you just go. Do, 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 <laughs> plug it in, and it'll be like, "Here are the next ten prospects ready to come up." <laughs> like AI boys, I love it. I can't wait to that. I mean, we'll be like in a wheelchair by then, like laying on a bed in our own poop. So it'll be fun.
3: Get
0: out of here. I'll lock it in, anyways.
2: Uh, Addison Barger,
0: the yeah, you know, the Blue Jays. That's fun. Again, I don't know how much of a sleeper. He is. You put the. You want to talk about a minor leaguer who get called up and make a difference, that's one thing. But when you put the term sleeper on it, it makes us dig deeper. I think you have to dig deeper. You can't just go to the top 100 and say, "Oh, it's going to be one of these
2: guys." No. No. Yeah, here's a guy that had uh, 25 home runs through the minors last year with a nice nice walk percentage, and bet at 300.
0: Yeah, that's easy. I get it though. Yeah, okay, I that's fair. It. Jeff, we appreciate your question. If we would let you down, well, hey, not the first time we've let a lot of people down our lives. Me and Deary combined have let down probably a small town's population. I would say.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without a doubt.
0: We're doing better. We're doing better now. Yeah. I've Um, advanced. Yeah. See, we've advanced. We're on the way up. All right. uh, So let's talk about just what we've seen over the first week here. Players that impressed us. uh, What's going to, you know, we can look to next week too. maybe offer some streamers for hitters or pitching. Deary, let's just take a look at what's happened over the last week. uh, Beyond our Tigers, you know, opening day. Was a lot of fun. It got off to a raucous start in a way because we saw players that were terrible. I mean, Sandy Alcantara did; he wasn't terrible, but it was not a great start on opening day. He did come back and pitched a nine inning shutout against the Twins the other yeah. day,
2: though. So just like straight, straight, right back to form.
0: Yeah, no worries about Alcantara, who I've drafted a lot. I've been, I, I mean, my main event. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about that. I went to Vegas my main event. He was my top pick. I drafted him and Manny Machado at round. I was in the 15th spot. And I wish, mm-hmm. <sighs> looking back, I, I think I wrote about this maybe in Groovy with Govier. I could have taken Jordan Alvarez. He was there and I passed on him. Ooh. So, And I also, oh, I wanted to challenge your point. You were talking about waiting on pitching. I respect that, but I think. It's starting to look like that's a mistake this year. I think elite pitching is going to be even more important because we got a lot of offense going on in this first week, Deary. Yeah,
2: yeah, the, yeah. The, I mean, the rule changes is going to make it different across the board. Um, what What do you think of like these new re- rule changes? I haven't talked to you about it yet. Oh, I love As it. You've been able to watch games. And, yeah, I've watched a know, few games. Well, you can watch a game in like two and a half hours now. It's incredible. That Sandy Contura
0: shutout was an hour and fifty two minutes. It Amazing. was. That's incredible. I love it. I'm all about the rule changes. I I think the Mets had one game where they had four pitch clock violations. I love it, man. Let's get it going. (laughs) Let's take advantage of the new rules. Let's get more action. The only thing that really surprised me is, yes, steals are up a bit, but there's still a lot of games where no steals take place. But then there's another game like Corbin Carroll. He went one for four. He stole three bases. One for four. That happened. I mean, so. it just gets
2: really fun. Like, I, you know, I didn't even know this, that you actually can throw over a third time. You just have to get him out. Right. Exactly.
0: Ex- dude, I, I guess. Oh, boy. Oh, someone's pissed. Okay. Oh, I'll have to deal with that later. Uh, yes. By the way, this is a funny joke from Sound Money. Can you come up with a sleeper who was drafted the first round of your leagues?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. dude. That's funny. I got, I got Cedric Mullins at the start of the third round what an amazing sleeper he was oh. wow dude that's incredible <laughs> holy shnikees <Dude. laughs> yeah matt Whoa. olson man i got i got matt olson in the 6th <laughs> yeah oh, look i think
0: more than the rule changes is the ball flying out now people are trying to make assumptions Ooh. that well the rule changes are making the ball fly out of the park more i don't know about that just cuz a pitcher Gets in a rhythm doesn't mean they're struggling. In fact, talked about this in the Plazzo Discord once again. Just saying, there has been some people have said that with a pitch clock, it's great for the pitchers because they get to stay in a rhythm, and the hitters mm-hmm. don't get to step out and whoosh, whoosh, you know velcro and unvelcro their batting gloves four times in a row before they get back in the batter's box. So I
2: I think people are looking at it the wrong way. I really do. I, I think it's just based on you know, that pitcher or the hitter, what keeps them in that groove. I mean, a, a hitter can call one timeout, which, which I do like. It gives everybody a chance to, to, to reset. But I think it's more on the makeup of, of that pitcher or the hitter that what keeps them in rhythm. You know, Do they need some time to, to analyze what they're going to do? Or some of them just need to go up there, and the, more, the less thinking they have, sometimes it could be better. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials
0: incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15 second skip ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming in three, two,
1: That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. I disagree with that guy. Look, there is so many balls flying out of the park. I posted this in my Gru with Gauvier. First five days this year compared to last year. I did this myself, my own research. There was 121 different players who hit a home run this year in the first five days. 99 last year. It's anecdotal evidence still. I mean, this doesn't really tell you much, but that's a nice gap of individuals who have hit a dong or who have not over the first five days of 2022 versus 2023. So I got to see the full month of the ball path data, if you will, to see how much farther the ball is traveling overall versus the first month of last year. But I'm confident that the ball... It's kind of like the ball that we finished with last year. Because if you remember, offense did pick up last year. It was just the really, really hellish dead ball of the early part of 2022 that really stuck in our minds.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, back to your point with 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 pitchers and stud and elite pitchers, it's those, those high strikeout guys are going to be the guys that you need to have because you do not want people on base and you do not want people, you know, beating that shift that is no longer there. I mean, offense is up, it's it's great. I was actually talking to some people at work that aren't huge baseball fans and I'm just like, "Hey, now's your time to like get back into it. Like you can watch a game really really quick." Home games down at Comerica are now starting at 640 instead of 705. So you can get oh. in out of there by possibly 9, nine 930 now. You know, it could still be light out if, you know, McClanahan's pitching against the Tigers and the Tigers aren't going to get any hits. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, offense is up. It's going to be super exciting. Oh, God. Javi Baez, let's, yeah, let's talk about him. Our boy, is he our boy?
0: No, it's a joke. But Jeff wants to know how our boy Javi Baez is doing. Let's go live. We'll pull up Pitcherless Pro here, which is uh, something we've been doing on the show a little bit more recently. Shout out to Pitcherless. Thanks for the uh, Pitcherless Pro. <laughs> Booyah. Looks so good. Uh, that chart looks, well, it's still early. They're compiling data, so we'll skip <laughs> down. Here we go.
2: He's done, no, just... he's done nothing. So that's yeah, here there. it is.
0: 2023. 27 plate appearances, One run scored. An RBI. A 22% K rate. Not awful. 7% walk rate. Not awful. .08 average. Point. Um, <laughs> 181 expected average. Is that good? I mean, this is not good. This is bogus. 105 Babbitt. This is early. It's a tiny sample size, but uh, 58% ground ball rate. That's really bad. He's just grounding grounding and grounding. He's not getting hits. There's no shift situation, but he's not getting more hits. It's early, but Javi Baez appears to be
2: struggling. Christopher Deary. Javi Baez doesn't care about playing baseball. That's my that's my uh, strong take. <laughs> When Uh-oh. they went into extra innings against the Astros the other day, and, you know, in extra innings, you still get that guy on second base to start. Javi comes up first at bat, right? All you got to do is move the guy over, you know, hit hit the ball deep, do do whatever, put the bat on the ball. He swings at the first pitch and pops it up in field fly ball. It's like, go man, Tigers. Wow, what the hell? Yeah, Javi Baez doesn't care about baseball.
0: I didn't draft him at all this year. I'm grateful because yeah. even if he outperforms and gets – I don't know, a better output by the end of the season for Javier bias. It doesn't matter. I don't want anything to do with it. I think it's going to be a struggle just to get there. He's a great defender. We know the story, but is, his is he,
2: career? Is he? Oh, well, that's what they said. I yeah, mean, he's, he's a flashy. Yeah, he's, it... he's not a good defender.
0: Oh, no. Is
2: it like he's, uh... made, like, he's made like three or f- four throws over to first base where they're just like ducks in the dirt and either Torkelson had to save his ass or he threw it away. I don't think he's a good defender either. I think he's just oh, regressed Tigers. horribly. He doesn't care. He's got money in the bank now. Um, he's going to need for him to like rejuvenate his career. He's going to have to go to a team that's competitive and maybe bat like eighth in the order. We're
3: going to get out
2: your face and put it If you have Javi Baez, drop him.
3: Wow.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Man, I'm going to lock that in. Yeah, that's intense. Whoa. Hell yeah. Okay. Look, <laughs> I think Javi Baez Really had the best intentions. That's why A.J. Hinch spent a week with them in Puerto Rico in the offseason. They tried to bond in Puerto Rico, and I guess that didn't work. But the Tigers are gonna be not terrible. I actually said on Beat the Shift with Ariel Cohn and Ruvain that the Tigers would top their win, they would top 69 and a half wins. I said they'd win 70 games this year. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, it's it's not a stretch. I actually give Harris a little bit of credit going and getting Maton and Verling. Verling, Those guys aren't going to be studs, but they got a little bit of speed and can play multiple positions. Verling actually hit a huge home run against the Astros the other day. So at least he went out and was like, okay, there's some rule changes. Let's get some he guys. He went like 7 for us- 12 in the series. He was good. Yeah, let's get some guys that can at least give us some versatility, play all over the I mean, it's going to come down to their pitching, whether they can, you know, Withhold, you know, any type of charge from the one in six Royals that have looked awful so far.
0: Oh, hey, man, look, it's seven days in one week is done in Major League Baseball. We're trying to find out. And where the hell was I? Where the hell are we right now? And look, when you look around baseball, the home runs are flying. We've had a lot of guys who double dong to surprise me. Some didn't surprise me, but the Brewers are crushing tons of dongs, too. The Brewers' offense is on fire. They totally dismantled Max Scherzer the other day. Garrett Mitchell hit a walk-off homer. He's got three homers already. Garrett Mitchell looks good. Sal Frelick now is an afterthought because Joey Weimer got called up. Even he hit a dong. And Brian the, Anderson's
2: way, been amazing.
0: Brian Anderson's been outstanding. Their offense, which was a real problem for the Brewers last year, the offense kind of let them down. This year, it looks like they're focused in on the offensive side of things. And – they're scoring a lot of runs in games. And that's the other thing I looked at in Groove with Govier with how much runs are being scored. There was, well, wasn't that many more double-digit runs in a game by a team over the first five days, but there mm-hmm. was there was a lot more uh, runs. Oh, Christ. Huh? I got to remember how I wrote this now. See, I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> I don't want to mistakenly give you guys the facts. Here it is. Yes. So it was 23 times teams combined to score 12 or more runs in a game over the first five days this year, 23 times teams combined to score at least 12. So that means like at least six to six or eight to four. And last year over the first five days it only happened 13 times. So that was, that's 10 more times over the same span in the first five days. So that was interesting. That the combination of at least 12, that means there was more runs scored than that. I'm just putting it at 12, which is not a crazy bar. There was a lot. The Rangers scored 16 runs. Uh, I think, did they do it twice, actually? I have to double-check on that. But there was a lot of double-digit scoring over the first week here, and there's a lot of runs, runs, runs. So that's why I'm saying I would trade for the best starting pitchers in the game. If you can get a Garrett Cole, if you can get somebody that you could trust like Sandy Alcantara, who can go nine innings and shut out the Twins, who were on a roll, the Twins looked really good, and then Alcantara says, I'm the stopper, I'm shutting you down. I think we should all be looking to make... Pretty much in any type of format. I mean, in points leagues, you're already going to have a guy like Alcantara because of the innings pitched angle, right? But even in Roto, if you have trades and head-to-head cats, which is a place I don't love to have the elite starters. I like to stream depending on the format of my league and head-to-head cats. But I think even this year, there will be an advantage to having somebody that you can trust who can go seven to eight innings and
2: totally dominate. Well, why can't a guy like Casey Lissardo be considered one of those stars? He can. He surely can, yes. Yeah. So reason, that's yeah. why I, I I think it's important to go out and find those guys that weren't drafted at the top and could end up being those studs. I thought, I was, you know, before the season, I thought about guys like a Pablo Lopez and Lissardo that I've brought up a couple times as guys who could end, end up top 10 pitchers, but they were outside the top 30. I think guys like that, look at the track record, look at how much hard contact they, they give up what their ground ball rate, fly ball rate is. Do they limit guys on base? Because that's what we want. We got guys that limit people to get on base, and we want guys that are going to strike other people out. You can put out some nice packages for those mid-tier guys who could end up being your super studs.
0: Super studs. That's right. Jesus Lizardo off to a good start this year. 12 innings pitched. He's got a 31% K rate, 10% walk rate. I mean, it's such a tiny sample size. So you know Jesus Lizardo is a good pitcher, though. The question is, can he stay healthy? And do we have any concerns about him not holding up over the season? That really is my only question, Mm because the ballpark he pitches in at home is great. The Marlins aren't going to win as many games. So if you play in Roto or you play in a categories leagues where wins matter, that does hurt his, I think it hurts his value a little bit, because it could be difficult to come by enough wins. But rate-wise, everything else, Lizardo is, he's looking real good. He's looking real sharp so far. And I think it can only get better from here.
2: Yeah, I agree. I love Lissarder this year. How many uh, do do you have him on many teams?
0: You know, I loved him last year, and I drafted him a ton. He was like my number one pitcher to focus on last year. I don't know what happened. I did something where last year, the guys Mm -hmm. I liked and I drafted, I didn't go back to them this year. I have no shares of Jesus Lissard at all. I have no shares of Gleyber Torres. I have no shares of Andres Jimenez because he went so... He was 240 ADP last year. This year, he was like top 80, top 90. I couldn't I couldn't justify paying that price. I want to find the guy who's in the 240s who will return the value. That's my strategy. That's how I'm going to win is finding those players that we're ignoring. Brendan Donovan, for example, he's been leading off for the Cardinals, Deary, and he was ADP around 300, 315. That's a great, great, wonderful player to have on your squad because he's hitting leadoff in a great lineup in St. Louis and – He's got all of that positional eligibility on Yahoo in my home league in the head-to-head Cats League, Deary. He's got shortstop, all the outfield. He's got everything. It seems like he's got positional eligibility across the diamond.
2: Yeah, he's a guy I scooped up uh probably like early august last year and he was huge down the stretch batting average runs you know wasn't really giving you a ton of pop but that versatility that he has is amazing and now he's leading off all year like why is this not a guy i thought about during you know the off season as a guy who you know last year had a 280 average um but was really, really hot down the stretch, doesn't strike out, nice walk percentage, and now he's leading off for a really, really nice lineup. Like It's guys like that, it's just like, wait, this was right in front of me, a guy that has good value, especially at that ADP, and he could give you top 150 return now.
0: Damn right. Hitting leadoff for the Cardinals is a beautiful place to be, and it doesn't seem like it's a fluke. And in OBP leagues, I was already more interested in him because he gets on base. And that's the only league I have Brandon Donovan in is my Head-to-head Cats League, my home league, again, because it's OBP League. And I'm like, oh, well, for OBP, he's a no-brainer. But I didn't think about him in the same terms in Roto. And I wish I had. That's a mistake. I made a mistake because I think this is not a fluke. Donovan will be a part of this team all season long. Nolan Gorman's still playing. He's crushing the baseball. He's ripping dongs. He was a total afterthought. He was People paid a shitload of money last year when Nolan Gorman was called up. And they're fab. And then he's an afterthought this year as a draft pick because he wasn't dominant as for half a year at St. Louis. It doesn't make any sense. What are we thinking? What are we doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's similar to, like, Spencer Torkelson's as, like, you know, the numbers haven't been amazing. He had a really nice home run. And the ball is flying off his bat. But people were just throwing him to the trash heap because he had, you know, 450 bad plate appearances last year. Sometimes it's going to take some time here.
0: Yeah, Sound Money says, I think folks assumed he was going to be crowded out before. And All right, yeah. that's so it's not totally ridiculous. I don't want us to have this super hindsight where suddenly we know everything all at once. Donovan says, I love this team and want to be part of it all season long. Yeah, Donovan, we love having you. Brendan Donovan, Donovan Miller, it doesn't matter which Donovan it is. Tell Brendan Donovan, Donovan Miller, tell Brendan to come on the show. We'd love to have him come on by. <laughs> Sound Money says, turns out it was Yipes. That's right, Juan Yipes got the shaft, but he already got called up, so but he's not going to get enough playing time to make it worth the while. And sound money says maybe Edmond's who no, I'm not buying that No, Edmund, Edmond has back-to-back 90 runs scored at least in each season. And sometimes he struggles,
2: but he's not going to be out of this lineup. I just don't see that. Deary. Do you Tommy Edmond? No, no. I mean, he's batting ninth right now, but like the versatility he can give you on the base pass is huge. I think that that was another thing. No, one, no one expected Donovan to lead off and, you know, Really, the 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 talk around town in St. Louis is what's going to happen with the outfield, especially if Jordan Walker ends up making the team, which he did, and you he see, did. you know, you know, Gorman made the team as well. But you got to remember, we also have the DH, and there's just so much flexibility within, you know, National League offenses now, and so, you know, a guy like Donovan, where you can just plug him in anywhere, is just so so huge.
0: And where the hell was I? I love it. And Jordan Walker hit his first dong of his major league career, so he's in business. I think he's going to be real solid. I still think Corbin Carroll's going to win Rookie of the Year in the National League. But now, by the way, we had BozaFest last week. Deary died. He got strep throat. It's very sad. And I was, I was on my deathbed. <laughs> Deary was on his, was on his deathbed.
3: This is how it looked. I looked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not looked watching like the, the YouTube version, I look, like, look like Sith Lord. Uh, yeah.
0: Put a hood over you. Uh... Be me my hot chocolate. Uh, <laughs> hot chocolate. No, I don't think you drink hot chocolate when you have a strip. Th- you probably don't drink anything. I fucking hate.
2: No. I hate cho- hot chocolate. Oh, yes. come on, man. Wow, dude. Look. If I want something hot and brown, I want to be caffeinated and be spelled coffee.
0: <laughs> coffee. Next on Miami Vice, Crockett gets the boss of coffee. I tried to upload the Bozo Fest audio to our podcast. You know, our beloved podcast platform. You people have been so wonderful, but it was too long. <laughs> so it wouldn't, it wouldn't go in. I couldn't upload it to the podcast platform. So unfortunately, Bozo Fest was a YouTube exclusive this year, which you guys can watch anytime. I know it's in the past and it means nothing now because we already started. It was an opening day Eve thing we do every year, get hyped up for the season, had a ton of people on, talk predictions. You know, you can have a cup of coffee, sit down with us. I said, coffee! Let's do what you want to do. But remember that sometimes if audio is just too large of a file, I tried to shrink it down. I really did, but it was like three hours or two and a half hours. Sometimes it won't be able to be uploaded, which is really dumb because we should be able to upload a show for as long as it takes. I'm actually disappointed in Red Circle, who hosts our podcast. Red Circle, I'm not happy. I'm a little disappointed. I might move. I might change spots. I'm just saying. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to lose a plaza right. podcast. It would be a big loss to your brand because we're taking everybody with us. That's Cinema Nine. Is it safe? First aid pod, uh Travis's news. Sh- oh, by the way, you were on uh Travis's show. You were the debut episode on the 9394 Music Podcast, yeah, which is a new I was. Tell people about that.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Our good friend Travis Roy, who was also part of the Arcane Cinema. Um, podcast Or the Cinema Nine podcast, that is. Uh, he has started up a new podcast called 9394. And it's specifically about the amazing albums that came out in all the different genres from 93 and 94. And I thank Travis for having me on as his first guest. And I talked about the 1994 classic Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain from Pavement. I almost said Slanted and Enchanted. That's all it was.
0: He did mention that on the show, too. Where it's more pavement. But don't embarrass pavement, yourself. Pavement, pavement. Pavement, pavement, yeah. talk, talking, pavement. Uh, all right, more, more. Let's keep going. We got to keep going around here. Uh, ooh, Trevor Larnick. That's a hot name. Are you buying Trevor Larnick's hot start with the Minnesota Twins? Who's a former first round pick and looks to be putting things together in the first week of
2: twenty twenty three. Trevor Larnick. Yeah, he was kind of a hot name in uh, the fab runs that came this past Sunday. The guys. You know, certainly only 26 years old and, you know, nice walk rate to start. Um, You know, he's had some injuries in the past and it's kind of been like, do we have a spot up here in Minnesota? Been kind of up and down. Um, You know, last year, strikeouts were a huge problem. He's off to a nice 400 start at the plate. Sure, it's only 27 plate appearances. K-rate is not as wild as it was, but... uh. You know, he, he could be one of those guys, decent prospect, could be one of those guys that gives you some great value early and goes on one of those nice runs. But, you know, if playing time is not a concern, which right now it seems like it's not. He's playing left field. He's played a little bit of right field. Oh, Karolov's on I, the I.L. I mean, they're wide open. And I love where he's batting in the order. He's batting fourth in an order that I really like. If Byron Buxton, because I was all over Byron Buxton this offseason, if he stays healthy... Oh. I really really I think Max Kepler comes back. Uh he he just came back for, or he's injured right now. Yeah. But, um w- when he comes back, I think he gets back to form Joey Gallo. I was listening, what, what was I listening to? It may have actually been MLB Network and they were talking about Joey Gallo. And it's like now that the shift is gone, does this just change his attitude like mentally as he gets up into the plate? He doesn't have to think about that the whole Detroit Tigers fielders are on the right side. Like it's just a different perspective when he gets up there and looks, and it's just like he's looked really good at the start. You know, hitting some bombs. Jose Miranda. This is a young, fun team. Uh, If they can stay healthy, Trevor Larnach in the middle of that lineup. If he can be in the middle of the lineup all year long, I'd have to go and look at you know how he does against lefties because he's a strictly a left-handed bat. We could be looking at really, really nice value there. So if, if you didn't get him in the Fab Run last week and he's still out there, put a bid in for him because I think he could be valuable. I don't want your life.
0: I definitely want Trevor Larnex' life. But Joey Gallo, much more so. I have totally become a Joey Gallo guy. I've never been a Joey Gallo guy ever. I never drafted this dude. But the end of the shift and some of the information I learned when I was out in Vegas when I did my main event draft, I took him my second to last pick. He was just sitting there. I needed a fifth outfielder. So I took Joey Gallo. I'm like, well, I mean, as far as five outfielders go, it could be worse, I suppose. And, and then uh, I started talking to Brady Tinker, who's a guy from Dallas. He does the moderating every year for the main event. Every draft is happening simultaneously. Saturday morning at the Mirage, and each one has their own moderator. They go around from pick to pick. They do every pick verbally. It's really cool. And Brady was our guy, dearie. And after I drafted Gallo, he just started going off like, oh, man, I tell you what, he was miserable in New York. And he's going to get back to basics. He's going to get 35 home runs this year. He was really excited. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I drafted him. And now, you know, he's shown the power. He's getting playing time. He's playing first base, too, which is nice. And I don't Fear Alex Carreloff at all? Like his wrist is just so damaged. It's damaged goods. So Carreloff's not a worry. Kepler doesn't f- strike any fear into me. Um, I just think it's open season for both Larnack and Gallo. But I would rather
2: have Gallo than Larnack this year. I'm pretty confident in that I'm going to lock that in right now. Yep. It's 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 tough because he's just not going to give you batting average. I mean, if he could bat two thirty. Like, that's actually going to be great. You will take that because if he bats 230 and gets gets you 450 plate appearances, that's probably 35 home runs and, you know, 75 80 RBIs, which, which you like for a guy that either you scooped up in fab or you drafted way, way late. And if you're in an OBP lead, league, he's always been a darling in an OBP league when it didn't even matter what his average was because, I mean, back in 2019, he had an OBP near 400. When he did that
0: 250. hmm That's a good point. I agree. Well said. Uh we got a few more minutes and we have to wrap up the show here on Puzzle Podcast. Some reason I'm talking like this. Two L's two Zs. talk. Give me two. Whoa, weird. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Deary on Twitter, see 1999. I'm at MJ We'd love to get a follow from you. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube. We're up, we crossed the 370 threshold. That's a big moment for us. Let's get to 400. Let's push this thing to 400. I never thought we'd get this far now. And so every time we realize a new goal, I think the next goal could be totally doable. Just take your friends' phones, take your family's phones, take your kids' phones, and just log in and subscribe under their accounts. That's what people do anyways. It's a total scam. It's all a joke. Hell, I hear most people are leaving YouTube anyways. They're all going over to Rumble because YouTube censors us. Rumble. We might be getting censored because we swear. Did you know if you say certain swear words, you get shadow banned? Like, I didn't know that. If you say the C word, please don't say it, dearie. But apparently the C word will get you shadow banned on YouTube. It's just getting out of control. It sucks. Can't say cock. Oh, you can say that. <laughs> you just can't say the other one. <laughs> Fuck
2: cock balls.
0: Oh, that's fine. Uh, all right, let's look ahead to... There's so much more about opening day and opening week, but I wanted to look at who has a nice schedule next week. So if you look around Major League Baseball, which teams suck, which teams don't, it's still a little early. Like, because even Pittsburgh is feisty right now, dearie. They're not terrible. Mitch Keller, Mm -hmm. there's signs alive. Mitch Keller's not bad. (laughs) People are freaking out.
2: Are you yeah, thinking? sure. They're not bad. Mitch Keller He's amazing <laughs> in spring. No, Mitch Keller was awful.
0: Yeah, everybody's uh crapping on the Mariners too. They had a rough go here. And Colton Wong is another guy in the Discord. Everyone's like, drop Col- Colton Wong. It's over. Drop his ass. I'm like, oh really? It's over? Why? Why? Because he's off to a bad start. He's also he's not getting the opportunities in the lineup that mm. I I thought he would get. I really did. I'm I am disappointed. I admit that freely because. Every time I was drafting, Wong was there at like 80-250-ish, you know, p you know, way down there. And I thought this is a guy who's going to hit leadoff and be a big part of this lineup. But uh, so far, it's not been great. He hit, hit. two-hole for the first four games against Cleveland, and now he's yeah. been dropped in the order, and everyone's like, dump his ass. That's just overreaction. No, that's I think bad. you got to calm your asses down. I know he's – it's one week. Do you know how long a baseball season is? This is actually something that's been pissing me off, Deary. Is f- we're analyzing every – single moment of the season so far over the first week. And I love it. I love that we have so much camaraderie in the discord and on Twitter, and we're talking baseball all day long every day, but don't get up your own asses too much. Calm down, pace yourselves by August. This will be such a distant memory. Nobody will remember shit about the first week of the season. They really won't because it just is such a long year. So have some perspective. You want to jump on the guys, but you also don't want to dump guys that can still provide you value this season. Don't panic. It,
2: it, it happens. I mean, last year's a nice case where I, I had a really loaded lineup and there was an injury and I picked up Vinny P, Vinny Pasquantino, and he started out really bad and I actually ended up dropping him. See? And I wish I, I wish I would have kept him because I would have had the opportunity to either keep him in my league or trade him off for some more assets. So, like, have you ever played baseball, people? Like, some of these people, <laughs> some of these players have only had 20 at-bats. Like, You're gonna have guys that go 12 for 20, you're gonna have guys that go 1 for 20. Uh, I'd I'd like to actually go look back to Colton Colton Wong to see those two games that uh, he didn't play in back to back games where Sam Haggerty played. Um, I wonder if a lefty was on the mound that day because Sam Haggerty's a switch hitter. But if you put up Sam Haggerty against Colton Wong, I'm gonna take Colton Wong. And in terms of the construction of that lineup, it makes more sense to have Wong further down the lineup because of what Ty France can give you at, in the two hole there. So I think Wong bat in sixth or seventh is gonna be just fine because he's gonna have guys that he's gonna have RBI opportunity. Those those stolen bases are going to come. And he's a guy who consistently throughout his career is kind of up and down, but you look at the numbers at the end of the year and they're consistent.
0: Yeah. Our lives are tough enough as it is. I'm not looking for ways to get rid of the few things that provide relief and comfort. I
3: mean, on the contrary.
0: Yeah, damn right. I'm not bailing yet. Life's tough, man. I go back to those two days. That was Monday and Tuesday. The Angels and the Mariners played on a Monday and Tuesday and he's Colton Wong set out both games and your starters for that day was Reed Detmers was the starter that lefty. day. Reed's a lefty. He's a righty.
2: Oh, wait, no, he's a righty. You're
0: you think of Sandoval?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Sandoval you pitched know. the next day. I think you love Sandoval. You still love Sandoval? I do, but I don't own him anywhere. I don't. Have, I have no shares of him. What the hell? <laughs> I love him. He was my guy last year, and he hit, and I was like, sweet. And then I didn't get him this year.
0: Oh well. Look, that game against Angels where Reed Detmer started on a month. It was a Monday. And also think, it's the beginning of the year. There was a lot of players that got a day off because it's just the start of the year, too. Yeah, and you want to give, you want
2: to give everybody some playing time early, too.
3: Yeah,
0: so don't read into that and be like, oh, wow. I mean, a right-handed started, and Sam Haggerty still got the start. And then the next day, in the 11-2 win on Tuesday, April 4th, where the Mariners crushed the Angels 11-2, total dominant victory, it was Jose Suarez, not of Juarez, but Jose Suarez. Okay, I want to be <laughs> oh, clear on that. Oh, Warriors. Oh, Oh, Warriors. And Jose Suarez is a lefty. So that makes sense. So I think what happened here is Colton Wong gets a day off on a Monday because he's a vet. And then the next day, it's a lefty. So he sits again. Don't read too much into this. Calm down. I am not giving up a Colton Wong. They traded for him for a reason. They brought him into the fold. They're not going to just dismiss him. I'm not buying that. So... This is a key moment in the season not to panic. I don't, I'm not saying Colton Wong is the key to anybody's season by any means. I'm just saying this is a good example where we should slow our roll. Donovan says, I'm working through an issue at a home league right now. Witt was traded today for Josh Bell and Joey Weimer. Uh, what's the issue? You don't like the trade, Donovan? Is that what you're saying? Because you're giving up Bobby Witt for Bell and Weimer. Weimer is a highly touted prospect. I don't like the trade. I would not want to give up Witt for Bell and Weimer. But I'm not. It's not an awful trade, is it, Deery? Mm. You got a face. He's got a
3: face, folks. I,
2: I, yeah, I, I don't love. I don't love the trade. I, I like Josh Bell as a player more than as a fantasy asset. Um, I mean, Bobby Witt's off to a pretty slow start, but I think that's going to turn around. I mean, the Royals are off to a terrible start. They can't score any runs. I think they have like 17 or 18 runs. I mean, I, I think that's going to turn around for Witt. Um, yeah, I don't like that trade. I don't like that trade at all.
0: It's not a great trade. I admit that. It's not a trade I would do, but it's not, I would be annoyed by it, but you have to allow it. That's how it goes. I'm a, you make trades. I know it's 12 team redraft, Donovan. It's not a trade that I would make, but Bobby Witt Jr. for Josh Bell and Joey Weimer, if that's what somebody believes in Joey Weimer, his pedigree is that high. It is. I don't think he's going to be that great. I think his K percentage and his inability to make contact will be a problem, but we'll find out in the long run. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. Davey. Foss says the season is 187 days long. We are on day eight. Patience is a virtue. Trust the offseason drafting process. Damn right, David. You tell him. Yeah. Donovan you says spent thanks. So
2: much, you spent so much time in the offseason going through this and you know, doing some analysis, <laughs> reading stuff, You know, going through you know spring training. You draft 50 teams, and a weekend you're like, yep, Bobby Witt Jr., gone, trading him for Joey Weimer and Josh Bell. Gosh. I mean I, I, I mean, how deep it like it's was Joey Weimer picked up on, off of the waiver wire too. like I'm not yeah, yeah. sure he was draft he probably wasn't drafted and Josh Bell was probably what the 15th first baseman drafted especially in a 12
0: team there's no way I don't think he was drafted at all I you're right about that that's a good point uh, next week's schedule going into Monday through Wednesday to see if you guys a look ahead uh, we got the D backs taking on Milwaukee That'll be fun. Um, (laughs) Madison Bumgarner against that Milwaukee offense—that should be a problem next Wednesday. Uh, The Orioles got Oakland to start the week. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, they're at home too. That's in Baltimore. Uh, The Red Sox are in Tampa Bay. Uh, Let's see, Cubs. Cubs have the uh, the Seattle Mariners at home. They'll be taking on the Mariners. That's a
2: fun series. Let's go to Chicago.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's go there. Texas is there right now. It's a pre-for-all. It's for party. Uh, the Reds are off to Atlanta. It's, oh, no home series in Cincinnati. That's a bummer. We love those. Spencer Steer, man. I wish I had loved Spencer Steer at the end of last year, and I was getting really stoked about him for this year, and I didn't draft him as much as I should have because I really think I could have waited on Spencer Steer as my starting third baseman this year. Everybody talked about third base as a nightmare, but Spencer Steer with the Reds, he's hitting in the two-hole in a great ballpark, they totally trust him. Mm-hmm. And in OBP leagues, he's even better because he gets on base quite quite well, I must say. But in Roto Leagues, I guess I got a little bit more hesitant, and I didn't draft him as much, but I do have a few shares. I just wish I'd gone harder on Steer. I love him this year, and I don't know if I'm as excited, though, when he goes to Atlanta next week on the road, but <laughs> we'll see how he does because they're in <laughs> Philly this weekend. That should be, should be some solid offense for the Reds.
2: Boy, the Phillies can't score either. They're they've been they've been off to a terrible start.
0: Oh, it's bad. bad. Uh, the Tigers go off to Toronto next week. That'll be fine. Oh, God, they're
2: going to get bombed. Oh,
0: we got a home series and cores for the tours. Thank you, Sam. The, the Cardinals are in Coors. That's going to be great. Ooh. So get your Cardinals in there. Do not start. Yep. Do not stream. Herman Marquez. Kyle Freeland's two and zero, and he's looked really good. He's going against the Cardinals on Tuesday. I would be. I'd be a little weary still. I still would, even though Coors is not as scary as it has been in the last 15 years. Maybe it's gotten a little less scary than it was 15 years ago, but it's still Coors, and you got to be frightful of that. Coors. uh Pittsburgh is taking on the Astros. That's in Pittsburgh. That's gonna be great. Make sure you. St- Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Jose Urquidy. If is available as a streamer, he's got Pittsburgh next week. That's a nice start, right, Deary? Yeah, I
2: like that. I like I like, I like all the I like all those young Astros pitchers.
0: He loves them all. See, good. they just get well. They just get
2: great pitch mixes and just it's great pedigree down there in Houston. It's amazing the Tigers took two or three. Amazing, <laughs> it really is. Uh, the Yankees. That, that's are their in- World Series right there.
0: World Series bound.
2: The Yankees
0: are in Cleveland next week. That's going to be challenging. Uh, Ooh, Cleveland pitching. Yeah, I love their pitching. Uh, the Mets got San Diego. thats will so, be interesting. Tyler McGill's going against the Padres. Xander Bogarts, by the way, he's got off to a really nice start. Yeah. He, he was the afterthought of most of the stars on that team, but he's been maybe their best player so far offensively.
2: He's been an afterthought in, like, ranking shortstops. Like, I, I've seen him anywhere from, like, 8 to, like, 19 in preseason rankings from, you know, all these people in the industry. And, yeah, it's just, it's kind of been an afterthought. This guy was a stud for, for many, many years. And three home runs so far through his first seven games. Looking good in a great lineup.
0: Hell, yeah. Absolutely looking good. Uh, Donovan says, back to that Bobby Witt trade with Bell and Weimer, he was a waiver pick. <laughs> Weimer was. Yeah. Hey, that's how it goes. Uh, Dave says... Unless you're in my leagues, then overreact
2: and rage drop everyone. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yep. Rage
3: drop. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Davey, that's good. Rage drop.
0: Uh, okay, uh, quick fire here, and then we'll get out. We're going to leave. i i going to give you a player. CJ Crone. do you wish you had more shares?
2: Yes, but I think I'm okay at first base in a large majority of my leagues.
0: Uh, Jacob DeGrom, is he going to catch fire this year, or are you off the bandwagon?
2: If he gives me and. Forty-five innings, I would be ecstatic, and I would be in on Jacob Degrom. So yes,
0: Pierce Johnson, are you picking him up as the closer for Colorado, or do you know that Daniel Bard will be back soon, so it's not worth it?
2: I, I I have no idea what's going to happen with Bard. I can't, you know, make the prediction on that. Um, I think it's going to be a mix of guys, but I'm kind of avoiding like picking up streaming starting pitchers right now, but also or, or relief pitchers. But I've also, I don't have spots in a lot of my. My teams, because I haven't hit any injuries yet, and my guys are studs.
0: <laughs> Miles Straw, he's got five stolen bases already. No home runs, but he's getting out of base, scored six runs. Are you in on Straw this year? He's going to steal 60 bases. So
3: yes. Yeah,
2: most likely. Who will steal more, Jorge Mateo or Miles Straw this year? Ooh. Is Straw still betting near the... No, Straw's betting. Yeah, he's always down. Because they, yeah, they have Quan up there. That's right. Mateo's going to be at the bottom well. I don't know. I mean, is Mateo, like... Teo's also got a couple of home runs. I believe he does. That's going to yeah. be tough. If they both get the playing time, that's 50 to 60 stolen bases, which is incredible. That is incredible.
0: Uh, Bryce Tarang, You, did you get any Bryce Terang shares when you drafted? Are you believing the hype? Have you been picking him up for the brewers? I mean, he's off to a great start. Hit a grand slam. This guy looks like he's going to be there for the whole season and dominate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I got no shares. I'm going to certainly be weary. Uh, and anybody on, you know, their first kind of major call up here, uh, I don't know, Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang at the end of the Brewers lineup, just dominating. Sure. <laughs> I just
0: can't believe the both of them are. There's gonna, I mean, you got Garrett Mitchell, Weimer, and Terang and you're banking on all three of those guys who are very inexperienced. It's going to come back to bite them. But right there's just, now, there's just no way. They hot is hot. You got to ride season. the streak. You got to, so go to town on Terang I have no shares of Terang and maybe I'll be pissed about it later on in the year, but I'm... I'm not so sure of that. I do like Terang more than Weimer, though. I will say that. Um, AJ Puck is. He, you trusting him to be the closer in Miami? Are you going to pick him up, or is that just a fluke that he got to save?
2: He's got the best stuff out of their bullpen. It's just—is he going to continue to have the chances, and can he stay healthy? I mean, you got to give him the opportunity. They traded for him.
0: How bitter are you that you don't have enough Jeffrey Springs?
2: Very bitter. No, he did. <laughs> he 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 did pitch against the Tigers, but I I mean I like Jeffrey Springer's a lot. It's just weird. It's like bullpen arm for years, guy in his early thirties and now is getting the opportunity, but he's got he's got incredible stuff. And it's like fuck, he's on the Rays. Why did I like avoid this? All rays should be bumped up two rounds automatically. <laughs>
0: That's right. Deary speaks and knows the
2: truth. That's it. All
0: right. We're going to leave it there. It's been a lot of fun. We covered as much ground as we could here. There's so much more to talk about, but we'll be back. We'll be here. We're here for you. Nobody's going to be sick. We're going to be healthy. We're going to do more shows next week. Don't forget the Plazzo Discord is at your service. Follow Deary at CD1999. I'm at MJ Govier, Plazzo Podcast, 2Ls, two 2Zs. Two Utah. Subscribe to the Discord. Two. Patreon right now. It's a little three bucks. You can get the link as well at the top of the Twitter handle for the Plazzo Podcast. Everybody have a great weekend. of joy. this baseball. Say goodbye to Deary. Say goodbye to me as we turn it over to our old pal, Russell Crowe. He never lets us down, do you, Russell?
3: Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship... Is England so it's every hand to his rope or gun quicks the word and sharps the action after all surprise is on our side
2: <laughs> nice
1: buns soft fluffy and ultra low net carbs discover hero bread the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture